What up? It's Dramos from the Life as a Gringo podcast. Here to give a shout out to State Farm for proudly supporting this show and all the storytellers on the Michael Tura podcast network. State Farm values family as much as we do, and that's why they offer surprisingly great rates. So you don't have to give up doing the things you love with the folks you love. With State Farm, you'll help protect what's important to you. Together, we are committed to elevating Latino voices. It's our time to be heard about so many topics. And with help from State Farm, we can speak on things like mental health, culture, financial literacy, living life as a gringo, and so much more. State Farm supports our vision, our communities, our neighborhoods, and our people because our loved ones are just as important to them as they are to you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, a proud sponsor of the Michael Tura Podcast Network. This is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, done a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. What's up, America? I am Rich Valdez. Valdez with an S at Rich Valdez on all of the social media. Your liberty-loving Latino amigo and a happy birthday, America. Big shout-out to everybody listening on 1210 WPHT. I'm with you this Independence Day weekend. And some headlines. Is the recession here? Well, the Atlanta uh, Fed is saying that there is a negative second quarter of economic growth. Uh, there's some political news with uh, Pelosi ignoring what's going on related to the uh, final moments of a uh, Medal of Honor recipient saying he may not be able to lie in state at the Capitol. Katanji Brown Jackson has been sworn in as the associate justice of the Supreme Court, the newest, that is. There's some economic news with the personal consumption expenditure So we're learning about the PCE. We hear about the CPI. It's all about inflation. And all I can think of is we need somebody to help us understand this, somebody who literally co-wrote the book on it, and that's Steve Forbes. Steve Forbes is the CEO of Forbes magazine. He's the author of a brand-new book just out maybe about six, eight weeks ago, Inflation, What It Is, Why It's Bad, and How to Fix It. Steve Forbes, welcome to the program. Good to be with you, Rich. Thank you. Yes, sir. So I want to dig into this. I really want to really, um, you know, get everything that we can, you know, to entice everybody to buy the book. Uh, But as much as we can from you, from your perspective on the book. So I guess the first part in your subtitle is inflation. What is it? And most of us know it's, you know, the our our money's worth less and we need more of it to to have more purchasing power. But uh, take it away. Well, there are two kinds of inflation we point out in the book. A non-monetary and monetary. The non-monetary kind, when as prices go up, say you have a drought or you have a storm or something like that, or you go through it. We went through when this government and others around the world shut down the global economy, creating shortages. And uh, that, when you have shortages, prices go up. There's a monetary kind of inflation, which you hit on, and that is when the value of the dollar goes down, the value of a currency goes down which happens usually when the government prints too much of it, creates too much of it. Right now, we're experiencing both kinds of inflation, even before, even before the COVID crisis. The Federal Reserve was creating too much money. Then you had the COVID lockdowns. 
You had these uh, huge disruptions to supply chains. Unfortunately, uh, the so-called experts grossly underestimated how sophisticated and intricate these supply chains were. You don't turn them off and on like a faucet. And so, uh, unfortunately, too, the current government, the Biden administration, is making the recovery from that uh, non-monetary inflation uh, more difficult. Usually, if you leave an economy alone, the economy will recover. I'll give you one example. After World War II, it took about two, two and a half years to convert from a wartime economy to a peacetime economy. You don't overnight go from uh, making bombers to refrigerators. And uh, so prices went up, there were shortages, but we got through it. And then uh, the American economy did very well. But as we know with the Biden administration, they seem to be going out of their way to make the economy difficult. A waging war on fossil fuels is utterly ridiculous at a time when there are energy shortages around the world. <clears throat> We're going to have the president going over and getting on his hands and knees, begging the Saudis for more oil when we have it right here at home. Uh, they're waging war against railroads, against uh, meat packers, against oil companies, pharma, you name it. They're going after it. And then they're piling on regulations, calculated last year, $200 billion. So you have the Federal Reserve mucking up on the, on the dollar. You have the... Uh, non-monetary kind of inflation, putting up artificial barriers, creating artificial shortages. So we have the mess we're in today. And one final thing, very important to understand, is the Federal Reserve, our central bank, believes the way you fight inflation is not by stabilizing the value of the dollar, but rather by creating more unemployment, by reducing the pace of the economy. They call it a soft landing. It's usually a crash landing. If you ever hear of a Federal Reserve official piloting a plane, get off of it because they're <laughs> going to crash land it, and just like they're doing with the economy. And so uh, the Fed thinks instead of increasing the supply, they want to reduce demand. And that's why we're in danger of a recession. I don't care what the economist definition is. A lot of people in this country are suffering because they are feeling they're being left behind, their wages are not keeping up with the with prices. And I love all these different indexes they have out there. Uh, that shows there's no precise way to measure the cost of living, but everyone sees it, feels it when you go to the grocery store and you go to the gas pump. Folks, we're on with Steve Forbes. He's the author of the book Inflation: What It Is, Why It's Bad, and How to Fix It. Now, Steve Forbes, I know you're you're a, a man of of wide breadth, and you've run for president. And you run this big media company and you've written this book and you mentioned something right now about Biden's policy. And I think it was incredibly generous, but I'll take the step and ask why on earth would we have a policy that's against fossil fuels when we know that we had reached a position where we were the net exporter of our own American produced energy? Well, you could call it an ideology. I call it an idiotology. <laughs> and that is the uh, uh, really uh, false belief that uh, fossil fuels are bad. Natural gas is a clean fuel. And uh, this idea that so-called renewables, which are extremely difficult to make, and requires a lot of mining, is the future is preposterous. They have this notion that you can go on Amazon, uh, call up for 10,000 windmills, and run airplanes and trains. No, it doesn't work. 
I'll give you one statistic. In the past 20 years, governments around the world have spent $5 trillion, T, a trillion with a T, $5 trillion on renewables. And in that 20-year period, the proportion of fossil fuels and energy in the world has gone from 86% to 84%. In other words, they spent $5 trillion for a 2% difference. Humongous waste of money. Just imagine if that $5 trillion had gone for making for clean water in various parts mm-hmm. of the world. More products, more services, more medical devices. Monumental waste. And they're still at it. And they don't care. You know, if, if, the, if, the, if the theory doesn't work, it's people's fault, not the theory. It's All right, insane. Folks, Be I agree. About it. It, it's <laughs> it's a well put, sir. Steve Forbes, he's the CEO of Forbes magazine and the author of the book Inflation, What It Is, Why It's Bad and How to Fix It. And I want to get to uh, why it's bad, because I think it's important that we um, and, and you've mentioned a lot of reasons why it's bad. And and I appreciate your candor uh, on the last response. But, but I think people realize we've always adjusted for inflation. It's always been a part of what we've done. And there are people out there that say, you know what? Well, we're just adjusting a little more now. Which, you know, what's so bad about that? <laughs> well, it's like adjusting to uh, having pneumonia. Yes, <laughs> walking <laughs> pneumonia. It, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's so silly. And one of the crazy things that have come up uh, in economics in recent years is the idea that low inflation is good. You know, low cold is good. So 2% inflation a year, the Fed said, and other central banks said, is good. Well, 2% inflation means the value of your uh, purchasing power goes down 2% a year. So if you're making $60,000, $70,000 a year, that means you're losing about $1,400 a year in this hidden tax. Why is that good? I've never heard a good explanation for it, but that's the crazy world they're in. And so inflation is bad not just because prices go up but also because it undermines the fabric of society. It undermines what is called social trust. You know, if we trust money, I don't have to know you. I don't have to know other people, but we can do transactions with each other. We can do create sophisticated supply chains with each other and other and other groups uh, because we trust the money. And so when money enables us to do billions of transactions each day here and around the world, but money's supposed to measure value. You know, like a scale measures weight or time, a clock measures time. Money's supposed to measure value. And if you can't trust the money, then that means prices don't tell you what things are really worth. And it's like a virus in a computer and people don't understand why they seem to be falling behind. And it also ultimately, and you see with a hyperinflation, makes all the virtues of a society, you know, hard work, diligence, savings, look like you're a fool and it rewards speculation. And John Maynard Keynes, a British economist, got one thing right. He said not one in a million understands what is happening to them. So I think a lot of the social problems we've had today, uh, you, you know, hyperinflation is very quick, but we've had a slow motion inflation for 50 years and it's, uh, it, it's done a lot of damage. I'll just give you one statistic. Mm-hmm. For 180 years, this country had a gold standard, and we became the mightiest nation in the world. From the end of World War II, for example, to the late 1960s, early 70s, when we went off the gold standard, the average growth of the U.S. was 4.2% a year. 
when we went off of gold and went down to 2.7% a year. That may not sound like much, but you compound that over 50 years, and it's devastating. Median household income today is $67,000. If we'd maintained that average growth rate that we've had for almost 200 years, remember we had a civil war, depressions, world wars, but we still had that high average. If we'd maintained that average today, household incomes would be thirty to $40,000 higher. Now, wouldn't people be a lot happier with a stable dollar and $40,000 extra income? Mm-hmm. That's what you lose when the politicians fool around with the value of money. Man, Forbes 2024, huh? No, just kidding. <laughs> Folks, we're <laughs> on with Steve Forbes. He's the CEO of Forbes Magazine. He's the author of the book, Inflation, What It Is, Why It's Bad, How to Fix It. We're going to get to some of your calls. I know you guys want to speak with Steve Forbes and ask a question about inflation. So we're going to do that. 866-505-4626. 866-50-JIMBO is the phone number. I am Rich Valdez at Rich Valdez on all of the social media if you want to chime in that way. And we're going to come right back with Steve Forbes and your calls right after this. This is America. What up, what up? It's Dramos from the Life as a Gringo podcast. And y'all already know food has the power to bring people together. Whether it's takeout for two or watching the season finale of your favorite show or going to a barbecue with your peoples. Both go great with an ice cold Coca-Cola by your side. And if you can't cook, chips and dip work, especially as you listen to your go-to podcast. At Michael Tura, we know familia, friends, and community matter. That's why we aim to elevate Latino voices. So share the magic of our podcast with your friends and add a Coca-Cola to the mix. Because there's magic when we eat together. Coca-Cola, proud partner of the Michael Tura Podcast Network. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows, Like Life is a Gringo, available on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you listen to podcasts. College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at one of 25 $1,000 savings plan deposits for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Look for the Save Now, Save Later giveaway under the scholarships page. Log on and register today. That's iowastudentloan.org. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. This is America. All right, America, welcome back. It's Rich Valdez, at Rich Valdez with an S, on all of the social media, if you want to chime in that way. And uh, we're going to go to Pennsylvania, meet with Jeff. Jeff, what's going on? You're on with Steve Forbes and Rich Valdez. Welcome. Good evening, Rich. You're doing doing a great job, by by the way. Thank Uh, you, sir. Steve, uh, for you, uh, I I want to thank you and your father, Malcolm, for everything you've done, and especially for sticking your foot in the political pole some years back, but... 
I'm a proud graduate of the University of Pittsburgh. From the time I went to Pitt, Keynesian uh, Keynesian economics was the, the big thing. John Maynard Keynes was God. And the basic doctrine was as unemployment goes up, inflation goes down. As inflation goes up, unemployment goes down. Well, the Carter years saw that we're in both concurrently. But I wanted to question you about uh, one thing you mentioned this evening, and I'm make sure I'm clear on it. Uh, were you indeed saying that cost push and demand pull inflation were going out at the same time? Uh, we're, 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 we're getting both. Uh, and uh, you're right. You, you hit on something very importantly there, Jeff. And that is the economists believe, a lot of these economists believe, that if you want low unemployment, you have to have high inflation. That if you want low inflation, you have to have higher unemployment. It's a thing called the Phillips curve. It's not a pitch, but it's a, a, an economist who said that uh, you have one or the other, inflation or uh, uh, low un, uh, or un, unemployment. And uh, he was wrong. Uh, experience has shown that that's absolutely false, but uh, they believe it. So right now, uh, we have uh, whatever you want to call it, demand pull, cost push. Uh, we're getting it on all cylinders. And the danger is that the Federal Reserve is going to push us into a recession, and that'll temporarily reduce prices. When businesses go out of, when a business goes out of business, you know, they mark down the prices. But that's not the way you really make an economy healthy. You make an economy healthy by cutting taxes, getting more supply, keeping the dollar stable, and we've seen it in the past. The American people get to work, and by golly, good things happen. Excellent. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate that. That was a great question. And, and it, it uh, opens my mind to asking this. And folks, again, we're on with Steve Forbes, CEO of Forbes Magazine, and the author of the book, Inflation, What It Is, Why It's Bad, and How to Fix It. Uh, Steve, the the issue that you mentioned before about the gold standard, how the, the country had a gold standard, and now we don't, and, and this the situation that we're in with fiat currency, it seems like it's one that can't go away or can't be repaired. Am I wrong in thinking that way, or is there a future for the return to the gold standard? Oh, I think it's going to happen, and I hope it happens not because of a big crisis, but because people realize that uh, what the politicians, what this current crop of uh, so-called leaders are doing, is doing immense and unnecessary harm. And the gold standard doesn't mean you use gold coins or stuff like that. It simply is like a, a ruler or a scale. A scale measures weight, a clock measures time. And the gold standard uh, simply means that the dollar's value is stable. Uh, gold doesn't lose its value. It, it, it's not perfect in terms of value, but it, it's the best thing out there. So the dollar is like a yardstick, a ruler. And so uh, the gold's like a ruler. So all it means is the dollar stays stable in value. You know, when you buy a gallon of gasoline, you assume the amount in a gallon is fixed. It doesn't change each day. You don't change the number of minutes in an hour each day. You don't change the number of inches in a ruler each day. It stays the same. Well, the dollar, when the dollar's value stays the same, you get people looking to the future. You get productive investment. Uh, instead of speculation, and the economy moves forward. Not perfectly, but over time, it does very well. And so low taxes, stable dollar, it's the formula for success. 
and why these people, uh, I'll be blunt about it. It's, uh, it's about power. When you have a troubled currency, the people in power can become more powerful. And uh, it, 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 it rewards all the worst things, speculation. And, when, and then they blame the private sector. They blame business people. They blame the American workers. Heck, now they're blaming truckers. Uh, for, yeah, for, they're blaming the gas the company for making too much money. Steve Forbes is hanging right there. And, and, we, and gas station owners. They're right. now the new villain. America's better positioned to lead the world than we ever have been. We have the strongest economy in the world. Our inflation rates are lower than other nations in the world. Okay, that is President Joe Biden. He was at uh, the... Um, the big, big event in Madrid, Spain, speaking with CNN, we were asking him a question, and uh, that was his answer, that America is not going backwards, and we have the best inflation rates better than anybody. <laughs> it sounded almost Trumpian. We've got the best inflation, folks. But uh, all jokes aside, it's not good to have the best inflation. <laughs> and I think my opinion of the best inflation is inflation that's non-existent or very, very low. Uh, and Biden seems to think just because we're beating other countries that that's okay. We're back with our guest, Steve Forbes, the CEO Forbes magazine and the author of the book inflation what it is why it's bad and how to fix it I want to uh, we'll get to a call shortly because I can't still still can't see the name on that caller too but Steve Forbes uh, what do you think about Joe Biden's comment on inflation rates well I think that's why I almost think he's a secret agent for the Republican Party <clears throat> when he makes silly <laughs> statements like that I mean, the best inflation rate in the world, who has a lower inflation rate right now? Uh, Japan, India, France, Germany, uh, Finland, Denmark, Norway, Sweden, and uh, even our, our Ireland, Switzerland. Those are some of the nations that have lower, un, uh, lower inflation rates. So the guy's just uh, picking, uh, creating fiction, uh, not real facts. And going backwards, uh, Yes, some countries are in worse shape than we are, but uh, that doesn't mean we're doing well. And so the reason the dollar looks strong against other currencies is because they're doing worse than we are. But no one is doing very well right now. And uh, that's why we need new leadership of people who appreciate the strengths of this country like Ronald Reagan did 40 years ago. And by the way, when we had that tax cut under the under Donald Trump in 2017, we had a growing economy. We had money coming into the country. And uh, why we can't learn basic lessons is something I think historians are going to marvel at. Uh, you know what you need to do. It's like a cook. He's got the right recipe, but refuses to follow it. Yeah, I totally agree. I, um, you said it so eloquently. I don't know if I'd be so generous, but yes, you're right. It, it, he, he seems like he's working for the other team and against the Americans, which is uh, it's sad to yes. say that's the state of affairs that we're in with, with Joe Biden. Uh, but folks, we're on with Steve Forbes, and he's uh, the author of this book. Get a copy, by the way. Go to Amazon, get a copy. Inflation, what it is, why it's bad, and how to fix it. And my uh, my thinking here is that there's a lot of fear. We saw it happen in Venezuela, and I would hate to ever compare the American economy to the Venezuelan economy. But there, we saw what hyperinflation did in Venezuela. And is there a legitimate concern for Americans to, to fear hyperinflation in, in the near term? Uh, I think uh, no, because I think the American people are going to react. You're going to get a new Congress 
which is certainly going to prevent uh, crazy new spending programs. Uh, you know, they haven't even spent the money the, the, that they've sent to the states from all of these previous spending bills. Yet Biden wants to raise taxes and spend even more money. And so uh, I think we'll avoid that. And uh, one thing to keep in mind about one reason why we have to fear inflation is not just the, the rising prices, but when we talked about social trust, mm-hmm. we point out in the book that countries that have unstable money, cheap money, that keep devaluing their money, have <clears throat> more crime, more violence than countries that have stable money. And so you pay a price. You look at countries like Brazil and Argentina. You mentioned Venezuela. They chronically have uh, destroyed their currencies. They're, they have much worse crime than we do. But it's no coincidence, by the way, under this administration. One reason why I think they're going to do badly in November is precisely uh, look at what's happening to crime. You defund the police, you undermine the police, but also you undermine faith in society, and bad things happen. Horrible. Uh, I can't wait to, to dig into the book personally. This is the book, Inflation, What It Is, Why It's Bad, and How to Fix It. And to me, there is... Um, I'm, I'm encouraged with what you're saying that we may not be staring down the barrel of hyperinflation, uh, but it doesn't really allay any fears that I have where I, I still think we're, we're dealing with uh, being on the brink of a recession. Uh, tell us what your thoughts yes, are on that and, and how that's going to hurt people. And obviously it's going to hurt the American economy. Well, that's right. Uh, it's like uh, what the Federal Reserve is doing, what the administration is doing is what doctors used to do to patients 300 years ago, 200 years ago. They'd bleed patients, thinking that cured you. Take out the blood, and that would cure you. Well, of course, that got rid of the pain and suffering in a patient because it killed the patient. (laughs) And unfortunately, that's the kind of uh, approach the Federal Reserve is taking today. They want to slow the American economy down. And so they're artificially raising interest rates. You've already seen almost a doubling of the interest rate for a 30-year mortgage. And when households have the readjust, most most households, people have uh, mortgage rates that float. You know, they're readjusted each year. And they're going to get a shock when it goes up the maximum amount this year. So that's going to hurt. So uh, the first thing they teach in medical school is don't harm the patient. Right. Well, that's what these people should do. Stop doing the harm. And you mentioned earlier about a gold standard. I think we will get a gold standard. And uh, uh, sounds ridiculous today to the minds of some, but it has worked for us. It's worked for others. And I think people are going to say, let's be practical. Let's do what works. So, Steve Forbes, how would we implement a gold standard? How does the United States go back to having a gold standard? Well, what what, what you do is you announce you're going to do it. And then you uh, fix the dollar to uh, the price of uh, to to gold. Right now it's about eighteen hundred dollars. So let's say you uh, fix it at nineteen hundred dollars. I'm just picking a number. All that means it's actually very simple. And we point this out in the book. That's why the book is reader friendly, jargon free. You pick you pick a number, as we did uh, two hundred years ago with George Washington and Alexander Hamilton, our first Treasury Secretary. You pick a number like $1,900 an ounce. All it means is if the price of gold goes above $1,900, it means you're creating too much money. So you, 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 you stop creating the extra money. If it goes below $1,900 for a period of time, that means you're not creating enough money. 
It's very basic. And, you know, it's hard to believe today, but when we were on the gold standard, the gold was $35 an ounce. Wow. Look at where it is today. We, we, we've debased the dollar by over 90% in the last uh, 40, 50 years. Wow, that's eye-opening. Folks, that's the Forbes CEO of the Forbes magazine, Forbes Media, and he's the author of the brand-new book, well, brand-new about a month or two ago, Inflation, What It Is, Why It's Bad, and How to Fix It. I encourage you to get a copy because, I mean, the conversation's been excellent, and I can only imagine the book's even better. Don't go anywhere. We're coming right back with Steve Forbes. We're going to talk about the solutions on how to stop inflation and how to make things better and control it over time. And plus your calls. It's Rich Valdez. Our guest is Steve Forbes. We're coming right back. This is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. This is America. Our guest is Steve Forbes. He's the CEO of Forbes magazine and the author of the brand new book, Inflation, What It Is, Why It's Bad, and How to Fix It. And we're going to head over to Texas to uh, chat with our brother, Bo. Bo, what's going on? You have a question for Steve Forbes? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, Welcome. First, I want to just say, Rich, you're doing a great job. Yeah, Mr. Forbes, my question is, is I'm, I'm so confused about how many people don't understand what QE is or quantitative, quantitative easing. I mean, it's like, you know, the QE1 originally started off with TARP on a George W. Bush. And, um, and of course, you know, they, they ended up forgiving the loans. Of course, most of it was to uh, the auto industry. And then QE2 was under Obama. And then QE3 was open-ended. And it seems like it never ended. It's still going on. They just keep printing money, keep printing money. When, when is this all going to end? You know. Thank you, Bo. Appreciate that, Steve. Well, then, then, Bo, quantitative easing, as you just uh, hit on, is a fancy way of saying you're printing money. And uh, so the Fed has been doing that, especially after the crisis of 2008, 2009. And the reason that we didn't get uh, bad inflation, bad inflation in the last uh, until uh, until the last couple of years, is because the Fed would print the money, and then uh, borrow the money back from the banks. Uh, they paid money on the, the what they call bank reserves, cash that banks have, and uh, so they made sure the money didn't get lent. And it was a weird thing that it was like taking a bucket of water pouring it in one end of the pool and then removing from the other end. 
So uh, for a while, it looked like it was a great thing. You print the money and not have bad consequences. But there were bad consequences. The recovery from the 2008 downturn was the worst in modern American history. Usually when you get a downturn, you get a sharp upturn. And the question becomes, can you sustain it? We never got that sharp upturn after 2008-2009 financial crisis. So we had uh, relative stagnation. Then in the last uh, uh, 2017, uh, Trump and the Congress passed that tax cut. They did some good deregulation, and the economy started to really show signs of life again and uh, in a very positive way. But now they're back to the bad old habits. So uh, the, the Fed has been printing a lot of money, and uh, other the European Central Bank's been printing a lot of money, and Japan has been printing a boatload of money. So you're going to get a crisis in the financial markets in the next year or so. I don't know whether it's going to be in Europe uh, with their weak economies there like Italy or is something going to happen with Japan. But uh, when you have that kind of bad behavior, uh, you know, they call them black swan events that nobody anticipated. Something bad's going to happen. And I just hope uh, we uh, react in the proper way when uh, those, those storms start to come. All right, folks, we're on with Steve Forbes, uh, and, and it's, uh, it, it's ugly. It's ugly to think that we have to think of uh, the, these storms that are ahead, but it's good, I think, that we have some optimism that the United States can withstand and rebuild, and if what you're saying is accurate, and I hope it is, with this return to a gold standard, we'll have a more solid and, and robust economy moving forward, given we get the right leadership and a change in leadership, as you noted, and I agree with that. I want to begin to uh, for you to unpack a little bit about, I guess, the end of the book, the solutions to to fixing the inflation, the inflation problem, as well as, you know, your your thoughts on that. And I might jump in just so we can go to a break and then wrap up in the next segment. But how do we fix the problem that we're in? Steve Forbes. Uh, the, the, the two basic ways you do it is make it enable the American economy to grow by cutting taxes, cutting regulation like Ronald Reagan did and other presidents have done. And the other thing is having a stable value of the dollar. I think the gold standard is the best way to do it, but you can have sort of a halfway gold standard like we did in the late 1980s and early 1990s when you had uh, a sort of gold standard. The head of the Federal Reserve said he was doing that. So the key thing is treat the dollar with respect. So treat the dollar with respect, remove barriers to production, Starting, how about with energy? We've got plenty of natural gas. You know, that gas pipeline that Biden killed in his first mm. uh, day in office? That pipeline yeah. would now be delivering 800,000 barrels of Canadian oil to the United States. Canada is a friendly country. 800,000 barrels of oil that we're not getting now. That would take another 40 or 50 cents off the price of gasoline. And we're begging for it now from people that aren't so friendly, like Saudi Arabia. Oh, and and they also hope they're going to get some from Iran and Venezuela. <laughs> Can you believe it? I, honestly, I have to laugh at that because it, you, you, you can't help but not think that what is wrong with this man and what is wrong with this picture? Oh, goodness. Well, folks, we're on with Steve Forbes, CEO of Forbes magazine. By the way, magazine I grew up reading. I, I was a young businessman in my teenage years, and I started reading Forbes magazine, and I loved it. It was really just some of the best stuff I've read, and I uh, kept up with it for a while until um, – I don't know, I just lost a subscription or it ran out and I didn't read it anymore, but fantastic in my formative years. And he's the author of a book, Inflation, What It Is, Why It's Bad, and How to Fix It. 
Uh, Steve Forbes, I want you to continue your wrap up on how we fix this to have sound monetary policy so that we cure inflation. Well, you know, you have the sound monetary policy by recognizing that you can't uh, fool around with the value of the dollar. And uh, the gold standard is one way to do it. You can uh, look at commodity prices and the gold prices we did in the in the mid-80s to the mid-90s, 1990s. That worked fairly well. But what we're doing now where they try to guess things, try to manipulate interest rates, and that creates trouble. So let's go mm-hmm. with what worked for 180 years in America. Then the other thing is increasing the output, increasing resources. And you do that by lowering taxes, lowering regulations, not waging war against uh, every business, uh, oil and gas and food and everything else. And uh, people, people become productive. People take risks. People make great inventions. And we all benefit from that. All right, folks. Steve Forbes is our guest. Steve Forbes, in the minute or two that we have to go, uh, I guess a little um, trivia. Did you know that Malcolm Forbes was on this program and interviewed while Jim Bohannon was in Moscow? I I, uh, heard that just before the show. And I remember (laughs) my father was in uh, Moscow in the late 1980s for for, uh, an exhibition of Fabergé eggs when the Soviet Union was uh, falling apart. McDonald's was just opening up in uh, in Moscow, so he had a sense that uh, things were changing, and uh, communism did fall. But unfortunately, uh, Russia has gotten some bad actors again. But uh, yeah, the late 80s of uh, Moscow was beginning to open up, and uh, when my father went over there, McDonald's pointed out that they had a hard time trying to convince their workers when they're opening up the first McDonald's uh, to treat the customers nicely. And uh, the the workers said, why do we have to treat the customers, be nice to customers? We have the burgers. You know, the idea (laughs) that you have to try to sell something to someone was utterly alien. Wow. Because he didn't have a real market there. So if he had fruit, by golly, you uh, had some people wanted, and uh, you'd have to be nice to them. In this country, you take it for granted. You try to sell something to somebody, but there, oh, why do we have to be nice? We got the burgers. <laughs> so, Unbelievable. Folks, it's yeah. Steve Forbes. He is the author of the book, Inflation, What It Is, Why It's Bad, and How to Fix It. Steve Forbes, I want to thank you for being with us tonight. It was an absolute pleasure. I learned a lot. Thank you so much, Rich. Great, great. You got it. Great to be with you. Great job. Likewise. Thank you so much. This is America. This is America. He's making podcasting great again. This is America with Rich Valdez. All right, welcome back, America. Welcome back, Philly. Everybody listening on 1210 WPHT. Happy Independence Day weekend. It is Rich Valdez at Rich Valdez on all the social media. Remember, that's Valdez with an S. I'm looking forward to connecting with you guys. Give me a follow. Make sure you download the podcast. And let me take a moment to just thank everybody about for 
about your involvement in the podcast. We're typically in the top 100 or the top 200 of all of the Apple podcasts in the news commentary category. I want to thank you for that because for those of you listening on radio and want to listen to it again, that's how you do it through this podcast application and more and more people are doing it. So I thank you for that. It's uh, much appreciated by me. And um, you guys say the nicest things. Some of you have left some amazing comments, just very generous statements on the uh, reviews. And I appreciate that. The five star, the golden stars, whatever it is, uh, all of it is appreciated. Uh, I think I don't thank you enough for being great listeners and uh, participants in this program. Because obviously, if you're not listening, I'm talking to myself. And that's crazy. Que locura. So I do appreciate you guys. And uh, every now and again, I meet people. The other day, I went for a walk with my daughter. She's 20. She'll be 21 in two weeks. And we're walking. And I happened to be talking about work-related stuff, about you know one of my radio mentors and what they had taught me in the studio one day. And I'm talking about that. And all of a sudden, I hear somebody mentioning that same person's name and my name in the same sentence right like 10 feet behind me. And it was uh, a listener that happened to be from New York and was taking a walk at the same county park I was walking in in New Jersey. And I thought, man, what are the odds? Is this guy a creeper? Hold on a second here. Let me... Uh... <laughs> but it turned out he was a really good guy. I actually met him at a previous event. Very, very nice man. He was with his wife, and uh, they were you know, fans of the program, and I was just really grateful for that and grateful for you guys. And I think all of us are grateful for America because ultimately that's what this show is all about. It's about recognizing what's great about America. It's about realizing that it, it's America that, that brings us together. It's America that is what we fight for. It's America that is celebrating its 246th birthday. And I think that's an important distinction for all of us to know and to understand and to make because it didn't come easily, right? There was a lot of toil, blood, sweat, and tears that went into the founding of this country. And, and this is why I take exception sometimes when people that uh, are ideological adversaries of mine, when they'll say things like, oh, you know, you're still hung up on what these old white men, these founders uh, thought about when they wrote this thing. And I'm thinking, well, that is historical context and it should be the way we look at it. But then there's others that say, no, it's a living, breathing document and it has to roll with the times. And I think there may be an element of that that is true, you know, an element of it, not all of it in its entirety, because I think some of these fundamental truths are universal. These people realized, the founders, when I say these people, I mean the founders, they realized that it was important for us to be able to speak freely. Like when you hear the WPHT commercial during the break, and it says, you know, free speech lives here. That's important to know that in the city of brotherly love, in the city where the Constitution was born, free speech is still alive and well on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And that's important to know. It really is, in my opinion. Because the moment you don't have free speech, you don't have funny comics anymore. Everybody's walking on eggshells. Everybody's living within these guidelines that are imposed by those that don't believe in free speech. And it's a, a slow and quiet erosion of one's rights. And obviously, it, this flies in the face of what America was meant to be, a country that was founded fighting against overtaxation, fighting against forced religion, all of that stuff is part of the DNA of this country, and it, free speech is, is paramount to all of it, not the least of which is the, the next amendment, the second amendment, to be free from tyranny, to protect ourselves from a tyrannical government. So I think it's just critical that we don't lose sight of those things. Always a big salute to those that served. Always a big salute to everybody that has put on a uniform and done the right thing. To each of you, I say, God bless America. 
right, America, remember when you're out there flipping those burgers, when you're out there enjoying yourselves with your friends and your family, remember the sacrifice, remember the fallen, remember everything that went into making this country as great as it is. It's up to you. It's up to each and every one of us to make America greater each and every day with everything that we do. That's it. I'm off my soapbox. Let's hear this for a couple of more seconds before we turn off. Nothing like a good God bless America to get things going, to make you feel patriotic and to really celebrate America. All right, folks, hasta la próxima. Until the next time, I am Rich Valdez, and I really appreciate you guys tuning in. I appreciate you guys following me at Rich Valdez with an S on all of the social media. And just thankful, thankful to be here with you guys this Independence Day weekend. Thankful for the opportunity to be with each and every one of you every week on Saturdays at noon, Sundays at 6 a.m. Plus, you can catch me during the nighttime. I'm uh, filling in for a great radio host. You can check that out, find out all about it on my social media. And that's it for me. God bless America. Happy Independence Day. If you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. And the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good people like you to do nothing. So make sure you do something. You stand up because America needs you more now than she's ever needed you before. I'm Rich Valdez, and this is America. This is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com.